Welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. This week we get opinionated on the online FPS genre, as well as the Borderlands series in a different twist on the news. Then we talk about Aspire's re-release of the classic Star Wars The Force Unleashed on the Switch. Does the impossible licensed game from way back still hold up? Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. super funny i actually received the box uh today i received a package today did you now i did you remember that uh the gorilla super plastic like minifigures oh it came in it finally came in who did you get what was his what's his name the 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 demon forget his name pazuzu pazuzu there we go i got pazuzu whoa is that like is that considered a rare one or were they all like the same odds i believe Pazuzu is on the same level as the Rock the House Murdoch, where it's one out of forty-eight. Because some of them are like mm. one out of eighteen, one out of twenty-four. But oh, Pazuzu so it is, is a higher of, rarity yeah, one. It's a one out of forty-eight, I believe. I remember I did the Cuphead blind boxes when when Cuphead was new, and they were getting like products for that, and I got a mm-hmm. few of the like super rare ones from that. Those are those are fun. Not when you get doubles, obviously, but yeah, I believe- a one in forty-eight is pretty good because that's like more than a case, if I'm correct with those things. Yeah, I believe I believe there's like, well, I I believe they said if you buy them in bulk, so if you buy the right amount, there's no doubles. So oh, okay, could- so they have kind of like a set thing yeah. for people who, because I mean, those things were expensive. I remember them going up for for order. Mm-hmm. And then I believe also Super Plastic does sell a, a bundle. But th- that's off topic. Basically, I, I, I received them, but what, what you got over there? I got a box. Mm-hmm. Hear it? I do hear it. What do you think is in the box, Robert? Um, could be a, could be a lot of things. Could be, you know, some candy or something. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. It's video game related. Okay, video game. Okay, video game related. Uh, is it the long-anticipated Metro Prime 4? No, but I I would argue that it probably is long anticipated. It, it's a long anticipated follow up to a, a an original game that was a a package in game with a console that launched in two thousand six. Mm, I would. Mm, I'm kind of I'm kind of lost on that one. I really wouldn't know. Let's think. Seventh gen, Xbox three sixty, Wii, PS three. I believe only one of those games, and I could be wrong, came with a beloved package in game. You know, a certain game that the whole family can play. Is it Wii Sports Resort? No, you're close. <laughs> it's actually Nintendo Switch Sports, Robert. There we go. I was like, I wonder, I was like, what What recently just, like, just dropped? I was like, oh yeah, Wii Sports or Nintendo Switch Sports. I mean, Wii Sports, basically. I got it right before I got on to record the podcast today. <laughs> It comes with a leg strap because, of course, it does. Of course, it does. It's. I think it's the same leg strap that came with Ring Fit Adventure. Opinion on the new character models compared to using the older models as the Mies, like the default. I guess the, the default new ones compared to using the regular Mies. 
I don't mind them. I think they have a lot of like character to them. Just like looking at the box here, I haven't mm-hmm. played the game yet. It's still sealed, but um, I like how they look. There's one that has orange hair, and then one that has like yellow hair and pink hair, and they look expressive. I mean, obviously, some people aren't into them, but they are definitely like a step up from you know a me and Mm -hmm. i'm fine with me's you can still make me's like it's hidden in a menu on your switch i made a me and mine has like green hair so i mean it's fine i'm mostly in it for like the sword fighting one the chambara Mm -hmm. i really want to do that one the other stuff is like yeah bowling is there it's always there they have tennis and badminton so that's like kind of those are kind of similar so i don't know why they wouldn't choose something like baseball or boxing i know golf is coming there's volleyball kind of also similar another net sport and Mm -hmm. then there is soccer which i am assuming will go with the leg strap yeah well what's there i know there's a a a sport they didn't we we discussed this there's a sport they didn't add that's kind of a we sport staple i mean boxing there we go that's what it was i was like that one i think most people because there's a a character that character model that everyone talked about how how he was the strongest of of anyone and that that mini game is no, no longer in the game. So even if you make the character, his 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 default kind of where he's from mini game is no longer there. And look, I've I've wondered why boxing wasn't a part of this, or if it'll be you know part of the DLC because the Joy Cons are really perfect for the, like even better than the Wiimote and the Nunchuck because those are different sized things with different weights, mm-hmm. and obviously you needed a wire to tether them together. But like. I'm thinking about 2017 when ARMS came out, and, like, that was very responsive, so I'm a little confused as to why boxing is an omission from the collection here. Probably because of, uh, was it the boxing? Oh, uh, was it, what's the, was the Nintendo game they released that boxing? ARMS, that's what, that's what I'm talking no, about. No, not ARMS. It's a different one that you, you're all about. Like Punch-Out? Yeah, remember? What was it called? Wait, it, there's you, another boxing game I don't know about? You remember the one that you were always hyped about? And they made a sequel to that you you put, and it's like like what was it called? Oh, fitness boxing. Fitness boxing. There we go. I was that's like, that's only Nintendo published though. That's not a first party IP. I mean, yeah, but uh, I guess that's, that's like, cause I feel like if they added boxing, it would kind of make that one obsolete, right? Well, look at this. There's golf coming, and you can do motion swinging golf on the Mario Golf game that just came out last year. That's true, but they're. There's two, like, yeah, they're the same type of apple, but they're different, you know, there's different types of apple. This is, you know, let's say Mario is your classic. Oh, this is like a cosmic crisp yeah. apple. Yeah, this is, the, you got your, you know, your regular red delicious Mario apple, and now you got a different, like, you got a Fuji. Like, this is different, where, yeah, they're apples, like but. Like Granny Smith's Switch Sports. Exactly. It's where they're apples, but they're still different apples. Apples have different flavors and sweetness and sometimes even textures. I don't like the texture of Red Delicious, but I love Granny Smith's texture and, and it has a really good flavor. But it's that's what I mean. Like, I don't know why that would... Because I'm thinking, it's like, oh, what if about, uh, the, you know, the boxing... Well, fitness boxing like... is also an exercise game versus Wii boxing, which was fight another person or an AI. True. That's what I'm saying. I don't the know plot why they thickens. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Maybe as a DLC update, because I mean they're planning on some updates. They're obviously going to put golf in at some point, but mm-hmm. I am like kind of looking forward to it. But as as I've probably said on and off the podcast, the the Switch Sports or the Wii Sports, it's not something you can sit down and play for hours. It's something that's fun for a little while, and then you move on to 
I don't know, when I got the Wii, it was the creature from the Krusty Krab, because I was interested in the in the driving, and then the driving ended up being a little different from what I imagined, and we're actually going to hopefully get to another, like, Wii flashback in this here episode of Markers on the Map, the weekly podcast gaming adventure. Did I ever tell you I have Creatures of the Krusty Krab for the PS2? You didn't. I used to have it for the Wii. It was actually my first Wii game. I have it. I totally. I don't, I don't remember I ever mentioned it to you, but I, I found I it. I do so like I that it. game. I did think that was a very creative and cool game. I, I like things that have an art style change. Yeah, I, I, I have it. So maybe yeah. one day. Oof. I'd like to play that with a controller versus a Wii remote. Although it wasn't <laughs> bad with the Wii remote. <laughs> but yeah, we totally could talk about that game on here. It's a fun game. Um, I don't remember much about the plot, but I mean... The gameplay and the art styles. What, it's, yeah, the it's plot just, should be simple in, a, in a Nickelodeon game. Everyone's just dreaming of different things, and so their dreams are all chaos. Now it's coming like back that. to yeah. me. I, I remember the like hot rod world where you drove yeah. around and everything looked like um, what's his name, uh, Ed Roth or Ratfink stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, like always, we're gonna have news and games. Uh, but before we get started. My name's Daniel, and I'm here as always with my good friend, Robert, to whom I will ask, how you been? Uh, fine, regular, everything's same old, same old, everything just, you know, nothing different, nothing's new, uh, but you know, fine. How about you? I've been very busy. And, I'm playing a secret game right now. Secret game? A secret game. The reason it is a secret is because... I don't want to. I don't want to say I'm going to talk about something if I don't plan on finishing it. So I'm. I'm not going to say what it is even mm. until I'm. I'm a good way through it. But I am playing a very classic, beloved, long form game that's going to take a while. But I am playing a very secret game that I would like to talk about. I mean, I'm enjoying it so far. So we'll I probably will talk about it. But I mean, it's it's pretty good. It's mm-hmm. not what I was expecting, and it's in all the right ways. So, yes, I'm playing a secret game. Well, it's pretty good. You know, secret game. But uh, yeah. I'm trying to think, what do you get, What console is it on? Uh, if I told you, it w- it may spoil the surprise. So I'm not even going to say what console it's on. Man, because if, if, I can power through, if I can power through this and, and enjoy it, I this will be one of the cooler games that we've ever brought up on this show. All right. Well, keep it's something. Secret, it's something, it's a very meaningful will. game. So, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, uh, maybe I'll keep tabs or update us weekly on the secret game. <laughs> anyway, we got a little bit of news this week, but before we get to news, I've been thinking, and I guess this can kind of be news, Bad Company 2. We talked about this off the podcast, but I felt it was important to bring up because opinions. So, I think Bad Company 2 was the greatest multiplayer that a Battlefield game has ever had. It was so simple, yet... You know, there were complexities to it, but it wasn't overwhelmingly complex. Like, even Battlefield 3, which came out, like, the next year or something, um, turned into. And then Battlefield 4, like, you could argue it was good, but you could also argue that it wasn't. Um, Then we have all these Battlefield games that end up being flops, like Battlefield Hardline. There was Battlefield 5. There's Battlefield 1. And then there's Battlefield 2042, which, by the way has a season pass that hasn't started yet despite low player counts and isn't going to start till the summer well i don't think battlefield one is that same category as yeah you know what i take battlefield one back it's it's totally fine and i've played it 
most people were. I think Battlefield One has a bigger player base than like some. I think four. I still and think one people flocked back to four ones. when one came out, but one did stay pretty active. Well, if you separate them as like old school, you know like back in time compared to modern time it is two different type of genres so i can see why people can stick to four and still play one it's like it's whatever you're feeling you want to keep it old school like historical or you want to keep it a little bit modern so you also you go to mm-hmm. four so i think they're sort of the only ones that people go back to the rest of them i i, I hear no one talking about them but with that being said i have to wonder and i have to wish what if ea just re-released Bad Company 2, unchanged gameplay, because I'm thinking about playing that back in 2010, and it still feels very modern to me. No DLC or microtransactions, and, you know, just put the Vietnam stuff with it. The Vietnam expansion that they had for Bad Company 2 Mm -hmm. that I never got to play because downloads on PS3 on old Wi-Fi used to take, like, 10 hours. But I just, I think about games nowadays, and I really miss that. I I feel... (laughs) I feel like I'm like old man yells at cloud. I really miss that that era of Bad Company too. Uh, it's like, yeah, you say that, but I think no matter what happens, and no, no matter what people say, is that here's the thing: is that it's not like these servers are down. You can go play Bad Company, even like on like pc where it's even more of an argument. Like, well, these servers aren't down. I think there's probably still a community going with Bad Company. There too is, on PC. but. It's just, it's kind of that argument that I wish games were, I think it's just first person games are no longer, especially like play, are no longer the main focus anymore. They've, they've had their, their shine. And for people to say it was only good at this time, at that time, if you look at the DNA of it, if you look at the base of it, it's all the same, no matter what, it's always still going to be a player versus player. They may have different things, but it's always has been the same forever. It's just, I believe that type of game is no longer going to be a thing anymore because like we don't think it's the most relevant thing like people don't we don't hear many people or many news sites being super hyped for the next installment of a call of duty not to bring up call of duty um but stuff like that it's default it is default when you say so it's really hard not to default to that but the thing is is that i feel like personally to me that it's always been the same and if you look at the base of it, if you look at it as just as a most simple form, if it was just, if it was just, let's say it was just all the skins and textures were all transformed into blocks and they're all just, you know, blocks and just, you know, you got your long boxes, you got your short boxes, you got, you know, all these boxes. It's and it feels still like the there is a game that's game. probably like yeah. that. Yeah, it's, a, it's the PC same game. Probably. You're just moving around, taking out different players. And then if you, you know, if you die, you come back and stuff like that. So like, yeah, I can see the argument like bring back this game because everyone's like oh that was when it was good but it was just i believe it's just the era i, it I came think out. it's because of the simplicity of it because i didn't have to shift through menus to change the color of the handle of a weapon or to change the skin or the hat on my character i feel like there was more of an emphasis on the gameplay as you play the game and i feel like maybe this argument just applies to everything it's definitely something we've talked about at length it's it's my classic feeling of how i feel about games which 
you can argue it yes or no, but the way I view games now, it's companies look at a product and they say, how can we make as much money off this product instead of how fun can we make this game so it can make us money by sales and people coming and playing it and telling their friends to go buy it and then to buy their, you know, this and that, blah, blah, blah. It went from, you know... I believe Bungie say if you if you can't capture those first like 30 seconds of fun like then like and you can't repeat that then you're not going to have a fun game. So it's like if, as long as you repeat those like simple couple minutes and seconds of it and just repeat it over and over where it's still fun throughout, you'll get a complete game that's fun. And that's yeah. where I I think most people be like, "Man, if if so and so was remade and blah it's just how Everyone was like, "Oh man, I I miss the collectathons, banjo kazooies, and stuff like that." And then when and then they got make, really yeah. mad when ukulele comes out and says, "Oh, this isn't as good as I remember it." Exactly. It's it's sort of they're like some people argue that it's just as good, and some people obviously say that it's not as good. It, it's a lot of things, but it's just when you look at it, it if ukulele was you know the exact same team that made banjo kazooie. I don't think argue you know, argue like because there is you know you can say there are moments where someone who originally worked on something comes back and it's just they're not as good as they used to be. That is an argument. That is true. Maybe the you know the team is not as passionate as they were back in the day, but it should still kind of be the same thing. I don't know. It's just that that's my take. That even if they make you know, granted, if they do make a bad company to a remake, I know a lot of people do want that. I think I don't see a problem with DLC coming in as long as the DLC is free. As long as it's just like a couple weapons and the, that's the way it, I see it is are... that a remake of a game will not come without extra things because they tried it with Modern Warfare and there was still a map pack for a remaster mm-hmm. of and Modern DLC, Warfare. Yeah. And you had to buy all yeah. the DLC, which is like that stuff should be. And there was. You know, microtransaction currency. There was an in-game currency and, like, Call yeah. of Duty points and all that stuff. It's like, why? This is... <laughs> I don't know. It's like Sonic Origins has a small little bit of DLC. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to say... I'm not going to speak bad about Sonic Orange, or Origins, but I am going to say, like, why is Sega putting in DLC to a $40 version of four Sonic games from the 90s? Maybe I just missed when things were simple, or, or, or maybe... I just miss being good at an FPS, of which Bad Company 2 was the only FPS it's, I was ever good <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I don't know. Like I say, if you if you look at some of the basic, it was it's always still the same. But, you know, it's a whole argument there. I just think if you look at that argument, they're like, oh, what if they I mean, like you said, look at Modern Warfare 1. It was remastered. I don't think I don't think that player base has gone up. It's gone down to stay at its own like community, but I don't think it's a lot because people just move on to whatever the next yeah. game is, no matter what. Even less than a year, people were like, "Well, if they didn't release, no." I believe that player base would always dwindle down within the first couple months. It does not keep people in for the long run. It always has to be the next one coming out. And I guess just to end this, I. I'm very pro-cosmetic. I really do like changing how my character looks and making them look very cool. But I feel like if I'm playing a game and then that's presented to me as the main focus, like play this game to earn these cosmetics instead of earn these cosmetics by playing the game, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense from just saying it. um, I feel like you're losing part of the game with the shift of focus. And that's Mm -hmm. how... That's how things have started to feel. Like, even Battlefield. Yeah, like I said, it's, it's my argument of companies now are, are no longer yes. fun game. It's, it's just the whole, like, money. we need yeah. to monetize 
Elder Scrolls, probably, because Skyrim did so well and there was <laughs> very little paid DLC for that or whatever. Exactly. So, you know, it's a whole argument that we can... We, we talked about it too much. It's already it's mm-hmm. already been talked about. It's this week's philosophical topic, since that's been the trend on these episodes lately. <laughs> yeah. Eh, you know, it's our opinions. Take it or leave it. Does it yeah, you know, yeah. You don't have to take it at all. Like I said, it's our opinions. It doesn't really matter. Unless uh, opinionated pieces of content to talk about. CinemaCon is going on, and I hear that there's been like a minute of Borderlands movie footage that was shown there, and apparently it looks pretty faithful to the game. I'm wondering when we'll get to see this or when we'll get a trailer, but I totally forgot until like the other day that there was a Borderlands movie coming out. I was going to mention that like couple minutes ago but then we kept going on with the podcast like I'll, he'll probably bring it up yeah uh i totally forgot there was a movie i was like oh yeah there's a movie they, i forgot that when wonderlands was announced they had the back behind the scene kind of where they showed a little bit of it but not really oh yeah any actor randy act- pitchford going around talking to like kevin hart and all that yeah not it's just like yeah it, it, it didn't show him in no costumes or nothing it was just kind of the background set and it looked like it was like the beginning of the like very early on beginning of shooting day so it was like early in the day so no one was in costume or nothing yeah. they're just kind of getting like they're trying to probably show them like oh this is the idea this is what's going to be we'll put you in costumes you know later but this is where it's going to be at it's kind of like that but so all we still have is the silhouettes and like what claptrap looks like and a logo which is still voiced by jack black claptrap which is it's, it's crazy that there's a borderlands movie that it's already borderlands is already inspired by mad max and obviously mad mm-hmm. max is already out so I think what's really gonna not play in favor of Borderlands movie is there's already a movie that kind of already inspired it, and it did very well. Fury Road did very well, and especially even like the original like like Mad Max trilogy. Yeah. Uh, so I think unfairly, I would say they're gonna compare it to that series, which are com- two completely different movies. I I would say so. It's it's gonna be an unfair comparison between them. Either that or the marketing team for Borderlands kind of pushes it as like a Mad Max Fury Road-esque thing and then that draws in people who might not be familiar with the games. But I feel like Borderlands at this point is like, if it's not a household name, it's not like a niche thing. Millions of people uh, know about Borderlands. I I don't think it's like a cult game at this point. Yeah. They've heard of it. They've heard of either the first one coming out and people talking about it or how well 2 was and how a lot of people did play 2. Which yeah. I think it's pretty weird that 2 did so well and 3 I would arguably say didn't because 2 was the way, way more difficult game. The 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 the, the higher levels of the true vault and so they're way more difficult. I think 2 had that moment where it's like we captured the lightning with the first one despite being a new IP, now we can push it further and expand the audience and stuff like that. And Borderlands 2 was a very long-lasting game. It was. That's what I mean. Like, it's surprising how that one did so well. I only The only argument I have with 3 is 3 just does not have any convincing like stay in like over like uh new game plus like some like couple dungeons or something that i believe we've discussed yeah. Borderlands does have so and that absolutely where... is fixed in in the latest yeah. game in the, the the spinoff wonderlands it absolutely fixes the end game problem by taking you out of the um the trials or whatever you did and putting you into more randomized diablo-esque um rifts you you yeah. call them the chaos chamber i, re- I remember 
uh, obviously, Borderlands. This is going to be a whole Borderlands episode, but uh, I know we got we got those plans yeah. still. By the way, <laughs> Borderlands. Remember Borderlands Three count Everyone kept asking for some type of PV player versus player mode, and it was just yeah. like it won't not in work. Borderlands. No way. It Keep it work. out. <laughs> it's it's not even that. It's like oh, it's one the amount of weapons that game can produce. So if, even if they take the like. You have to compare them. Destiny 2 and Borderlands 3. Let's say, obviously, Destiny has a player versus player, right? But in that game mode, honestly, most of the weapons don't really give an advantage. Obviously, except for, like, maybe a shotgun. And when you do Destiny PvP, everything is kind of, like, balanced until you do Iron Mm -hmm. Banner, which your power level finally comes into play. Exactly. So my point is... When they level it, they can because every weapon kind of reacts the same. Every shotgun will always be a shotgun. Every assault rifle is an assault rifle, and by you know, that's, you know my point. Every weapon will always be that weapon. In Borderlands, you can have a sniper rifle. Let's look at the Sandhawk, or because you know, in this game, it's a sniper rifle, but it doesn't act like a sniper rifle. It acts more like a, a, a super crazy assault rifle. So that's my point. Even like uh, the sickle was more of a shotgun mm. than it was an assault rifle, but it was the power of a shotgun with the ammunition of an assault rifle. Or the Anarchy, which is a shotgun, but you can snipe easily without even aiming down the sights with it. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, how would you balance that in a player versus player? It wouldn't make I any sense. I say just keep it away from Borderlands. That's the one thing we have in Borderlands still. No PvP. <laughs> which is, if people think, isn't that a bad... Not really, because then it doesn't limit what players can have to their characters like in destiny i'll always say this i don't know why it does not allow you to have more than one legendary or exotic on you but in borderlands all your gear yeah. is legendary and it's no problem i had completely forgotten that the last time we had played destiny and i'm like why won't it let me equip my other yellow gear <laughs> exactly so it's just like because they want to keep it fair it's just a lot of things the whole point is that you know borderlands hopefully it's compared i feel like one thing is that Borderlands started... You have started... to suck the fun out of Borderlands to make it into a player versus player thing. Exactly. It's like, Borderlands was the first RPG, first person, you know, looter shooter. And Destiny yeah. kind of took that. And Destiny's obviously done very well. Borderlands has done okay to justify getting some sequels here and there. But not like Destiny 2 numbers. But, you know, Borderlands is not a certain live service. It's not, a, you know, a live service yeah, game. Yeah, it's they... not a service game where you have to keep going and going logging yeah. in and engaging with it like it's, you can yeah, take a legitimate break from borderlands and come back in three months and, and things still, will still yeah, kind of be, be the same you know you can get into things whereas in destiny you miss three months you may as well just start wait over. till the next season yeah may as well wait for the yeah. next season but um no yeah but the point is that since borderlands obviously isn't the first type of theme like that you know you know world you know hectic you know people looting everywhere mad max kind of did that it's going to be unfairly compared to that movie which is kind of difficult because a lot of people love fury road and yeah it's kind of like if it's not even remotely living up to the same level people are going to just kind of want to say it's a bad movie which i think is an unfair comparison i just want to see some footage i think we've been saying that how long have we been talking about this movie for at least a year right 
at least let's see. Uh, you know how much they that they don't do anything to keep people like interested. Like, oh yeah, there's a movie. At least show concept art or like costumes. Or the, you know the actors and actresses in their costumes. Yeah, some stills or a poster yeah. or something. A teaser poster. You know those teaser posters where they show like the face of a character or something. Exactly, because I forgot this was even a thing. I was like, oh yeah, they're making a movie. Like a minute of footage at CinemaCon does not give me hope that this is coming out anytime soon, but I'm still gonna no. hold out hope that it's coming out this year, maybe around no. November. I don't know. They would have announced it. <laughs> I want more. to believe. If it was gonna release this year, they were they would have released already a teaser trailer, something. Well, I think they changed trailers to be like five months before a movie came out a while back, so they wouldn't do the whole like here's a trailer for a movie that comes out in a year. I don't know. I remember reading about this like before Force Awakens came out, but that's movie movie trailer dissection is a whole a whole other thing yeah it's like it's, it's its own whole thing yeah yeah that was a small news story that ended up being a whole <laughs> a whole breakdown of borderlands i like it exactly. <laughs> few other small things we got this week shredder's revenge confirmed to come out this summer we still don't have a concrete date that is the new beat em up from the creators of streets of rage 4.emu and they have announced that the voice actors will be the original voice actors. <laughs> now, a few of them have unfortunately passed, and that is very sad. Um, yeah. So some of them will have to be replaced. However, Rob Paulson as a Raphael, come on. I he's Raphael, and then he's Donatello in the new one. He is Donatello in the new one, but like... Well, more I Rob mean, Paulson in video games? For sure. The 2012 Ninja Turtles, forgot that's not the new one anymore. And they even canceled them. Oh, the yeah, Rise they of... had Rise of the TMNT, which, yeah, like, I've seen one. action sequences from that, and it's really good. That one's, like, got canceled, so... Oh, well. Yeah. It's kind of a Turtles kind of year, with the Cowabunga collection coming out, too. I'm really excited for that. I'm, like, like, ve- like unusually excited for that one. I think mm-hmm. it's just because I need a whole bunch of beat-em-ups. <laughs> See, the, now, what, what's the problem is that this one is its own separate thing, but then we got the bundle coming out soon. But yeah, I guess you could consider this a sequel to the games that are in the bundle, maybe. Pseudo-sequel. Or, yeah, I mean, it's maybe. definitely taking place in the old TMNT-verse, um, of which I'm sure most of these do, unless they take place in, like, the movie-verse or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with a good Turtles game. So we will definitely keep our eyes out for Shredder's Revenge. I hope maybe some more playable characters will be revealed too because Dot Emo, like after playing Streets of Rage, I think we both have complete confidence in in that group to make a Mm -hmm. good beat-em-up. Anyway, PS Plus games have been announced for May. They will be out by the time this episode goes up. FIFA 22, baby. Here's why FIFA 22 is not on my radar. It ain't FIFA 19. Uh, I saw the... I'll say this... Why is May just the worst? I, I've noticed over the past like five years being a plus member. Why is just May the worst like month? I believe every time I've seen May, it's always just been like the most mediocre. Oh. Like okay, time. hear me out. Hear me out, Robert. So I actually have had Tribes of Midgard on my list for a while, and I've also had Curse of the Dead Gods on my list for a while. So for me, it's a month of things that like it's it's that month for me where I'm like. I almost spent $20 on these things a couple months ago. Now I'm getting them for free. So I don't know if they're going to be good or not. I know Tribes of Midgard is something we could possibly play together. But I am, like, interested in in two of the games. As for FIFA, I I don't play FIFA. I I think 
the other two are just kind of bonuses. The main one is supposed to be like FIFA. It's always yeah. mid. It has the worst main one. Like the worst main one. Yeah, like I, I don't go like, for FIFA. There's a lot yeah. of microtransaction stuff in there that I don't go for, and I'm not the biggest uh, soccer fan. It's sort of any sports game. I've seen people completely rage and genuinely... I don't want to say they've done. They, I feel like they've done things that I would say. How could a game bring so much anger towards someone playing yeah. that? So it's Look, just the like, only sports game I yeah. want to play is Nintendo Switch Sports. I mean, you have you it. fight swords. You could fight swords in that one. <laughs> but on the news of PS Plus, we have an idea. Last week we talked about not knowing how the upgrade would work, and like two days after we recorded, they talked about how the upgrade would work. Basically, mm-hmm. if you're on Plus, you get migrated to the Essential or whatever the lowest tier is, and then you mm-hmm. would pay the difference plus however much more they needed to add um, to your already, you know, rundown time. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack worked. Like, I remember having to pay... I had just renewed at, like, 20, and then I had to pay, like, 35 to update to the expansion pack. Like, a prorated mm-hmm. thing. So that's how that works with the the plus tiers. So I guess that's fair. And I think if you're subscribed to both currently, then you're you'll be at the highest like if you're subscribed to plus and now at the same time right now, it'll take whatever your furthest away expiration date is as the expiration for your the, the highest tier. It's good to have some clarification on that. I mean, I think that's what we guessed how it would be, like just pay the difference plus whatever mm-hmm. time you have remaining. Um but it's good to kind of know for sure. No, yeah, it's better to hear from the official source than anything else. Yeah. We also got news this week, straight from Miyamoto himself on the Nintendo of America Twitter, that the Super Mario movie has been delayed till April of 2023. Oh, yeah, I remember reading this. Um, doesn't surprise me. Uh, I'm not really shocked. Yeah, we haven't. Shocked. We, we really haven't heard anything about that one since the whole cast announcement. I Man, just... How how can companies just announce things and still I know it's not this is, understand. It's, it's it's a movie this week but it's the same thing we talk about every week something's getting delayed <laughs> Something always gets delayed man I don't know what's up with companies because man how, how talk about uh kids back in the day with Nintendo Power and they see a game like and there was a, a Godzilla tournament fighting game that was announced and it never came out. It never was. I know there was North a few America. things in Nintendo Powers that Star I read Fox as a 2. kid that never came out. Well, like that Star finally came out. <laughs> well, like honestly, yeah, but not. Yeah, but back in the day, people thought about it. Yeah, uh, but, but that's my whole point. It's like companies need to stop announcing things unless they know. Final Fantasy like versus thirteen. A week with yeah, like a month, couple months within release. It's like yeah, we can release it like the next three, couple, you know, a couple months coming in. I was thinking, what if this was like. So we can move away from the release date of, like, an Avatar 2 or something, which is coming out in December. But at the same time, I'm like, we haven't seen much from this Mario movie, so it's gotta be for, like, we gotta change this part of the plot, or we gotta make this animation better or something. I'm like, you yeah, saw true. Sonic 2, maybe you saw that and you said, you know what, we could we could do you better with this Mario movie. I'm just saying, that Sonic 2 movie, great video game movie. I hear it's the top grossing video game movie of all time as of today. Yeah, it's, I mean rightfully so well because, deserved yeah it's actually a, a nice decent like good movie it's not even yeah. like watchable it's no it's a good movie because it has a lot of i would say fan service i think it could lead up to more things within their own universes like 
It's just that, you know, it could have gone super... If you look at the original trailer, it could have gone a completely different route. Yeah. I'm but glad it, it went the direction that it did in. It yeah. had just the right amount of seriousness and silliness to, I think, be good as a family movie, but also a movie for a long-time fan since, like, you were a child or something. Exactly. It's... There's a lot... That movie is... I think it hits the mark for every good family movie. It has a lot of things for the kids to enjoy, and it has a lot of things the adults would be like, man, my kid will not understand that joke, but I do. And I hear it's going to stream on Paramount Plus May 24th, so we talked about maybe doing a special after it had its streaming premiere... Uh, so maybe look forward to that, listeners, in the future. Uh, Sonic this is going to be one of those you know, spoiler sode. You announce it and we never discuss it ever again. <laughs> Sometimes our specials take a while. I remember Ghost of Tsushima took us a while. <laughs> but those are like full productions. But, you know, we will talk about that. Um, but we have a few other news things. Sonic Origins. Speaking of Sonic, what a great transition. Sonic Origins is coming out, we know this. However, some Sonic games are being delisted. Probably because they are being bundled as new on Sonic Origins. So, I think Sonic 1, 2, 3, and Knuckles and CD on Steam are being delisted. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously they can't be delisted. Like, Sonic 2 is going to stay on the Nintendo Switch Online app. I believe the iOS ports of 1, 2, and CD are staying. But I was like, oh man... Sonic 3 and Knuckles for Steam works on Mac. So I bought a copy of it because it was on sale for $5. So I got a story. Boy, do I got a story. And and the story ends with a reason of why Steam is actually pretty cool. I bought it. And I guess the way that the Sega games, the classics on Steam work now is that you have to go through that 3D game room. Like on the PS5 or PS4 collection of Sega games. Where you uh-huh. do that like you're in a room with the TV and you click the game or whatever. Here's the thing, that that section of the game, the game room, makes my computer's fan kick up like a jet, and it makes <laughs> it hot. It felt like it was gonna burst, and I and like the game can run fine, Sonic Three and Knuckles, but the the game room itself has already made it so like sound like it's blast processing to <laughs> to scare me enough to where like I legitimately it was like lagging and everything. I legitimately got scared, and yeah. I was like $5 down the drain. And then I remembered Steam will do a refund if you've played under two hours. And I played for nine minutes. And I'm like, hey, guys, this game is kind of making my computer go hot. Can I get my $5 back? And they refunded me like 10 minutes later. I was like, this would have never happened on PlayStation. No, it's, it's PlayStation. They don't. And especially, let's say like it's a universally like garbage game. If if you bought it new and try to return it, they won't accept it. You have to I remember like, there stores. was an exception to that though. Like Cyberpunk, I remember they were doing refunds for the PS4 version and like they were letting you return copies to Best Buy and stuff like that. You remember that? I believe. Yeah, it, uh, that's one of the rare occasions, but let's just I think say. it was like the only occasion. Yeah, it's doesn't ever happen. I think well, man, I forgot that happened. Yeah, I really did. Wow. Uh, yeah, that stuff never happens. Ever. Yeah. Steam, I was very, very cool, though. I like how the loophole with Steam when people say that. It's like if you beat it in, like, what you said, two hours, was it, 90 minutes or whatever? Yeah. It's like a refund. There are, I guarantee there's people that, that take that I feel like there might be things Speed in place to, to stop that, like if you earn certain achievements or something. I, I, I feel like I... I don't know. I don't know much about Steam. I just know that they were cool enough to give me my $5 back, but I was also like very sad that i didn't get to play sonic 3 and knuckles on my computer 
because I actually, I mean, I bought it because there's an Apple version. It's just that you have to go through the Sega game room thing, and that is what messes with my computer. There's always a song in Mega, uh, Mega Collection. Oh, I love that game. It has Ice Caps on music on it. Now we gotta we gotta be critical here for a second. This could go t- this could go one of two ways. Some games are being delisted from PS Now. Some games are leaving the service, including Sonic games, but like like Sonic Unleashed and Sonic Generation, and also Metal Gear Solid Four. So, do we think that these are leaving for good, or do we think that they will be back as part of like the highest tier of PS Plus? Because it seems kind of backwards to take Metal Gear Solid 4 off your streaming service unless A, you're planning on bringing it up for a higher tier, or B, remastering the game. Yeah, it's it's sort of like, it, it, it's, sort of, it's sort of like, I don't know, delisting things is, is, is iffy because... Well, well, let's say removed from the service, because they're not, it's not being delisted as a yeah. product that you can buy. Let's, let's just say an example like the GTA trilogy, how they delisted all the original ones that they originally released. Kind of like they're doing them. with Sonic Origins? Yeah, sort of like, it's a, it, it's because if, you know, doubt it would happen, but it could. If that new version is not up to par with what people really want and people dislike it and no one can get the originals back, it's sort of just like, ooh, like, how you know, how can you force people to kind of just stay, you know, yeah. in, you know... That's why I'm hoping Sonic Origins are, like, actual definitive editions of these games. And the developers, of course, I have full faith that they will deliver on that. But in Metal Gear Solid's case, it's like, people are going to be having this PS3 game streaming thing as part of Plus now. Why take off Metal Gear Solid 4 unless you're planning on either only giving it to the highest level or doing something with the game that we don't know about yet? Yeah, it's just just one of those things where... They better make sure if they're going to take it out just to do it right and no one, you know, if there's a problem with it, to fix it right away. And not, because, yeah. I don't know, it's kind of it's kind of weird to force people to, to be like, this is a version you have to play, but it's the one no one wants to play. Yeah. They're also taking off Metal Gear Rising, I think, which admittedly is my favorite Metal Gear game. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not really a Metal Gear game. It's more of a, I don't know. I love that game. <laughs> I just don't want to have to drag my PS3 out every time I play it. Yeah, I, I have dragged my PS3 out for that game in the past, though. Anyhow, every week, Robert, we like to do a little segment we call Pokemon Drip, where we take a look at the clothing of Pokemon characters through the ages and the games and kind of give them a rating or review. Last week, we looked at Sun and Moon's Elio and Celine. This week, we have to look at Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon's redesigns of Elio and Celine. And they are right here in our Discord chat. Um, in their special action poses. Because standing like they did back in Sun and Moon is so 2014 or whenever those came out. Um, they definitely both look more comfortable. Let's start with Elio. Could never understand wearing things under your shorts. I can never understand that. Like, like spats? Yeah, like, like I don't understand that. It's because like shorts aren't meant, obviously. Compression to be... shorts. Yeah, it's that. That's that's whatever. Uh, I don't know his his outfits. I just think most of Pokemon whoever's designing the males are always just they're a hit or a miss. Or and it's just I I think this is just it's just not it. The what I will say is that he looks comfortable, but I feel like as far as drip goes, like 
it's not doing anything for me. There's not a lot of coordination no. to the eye. There's different hues and different... I mean, if we're talking about matching and whatever, there's, like, you can definitely have drip without matching, but, like, there's so many different yeah. hues of, of blue and red going on here, and things are, are mismatched it's, in, like, a way that doesn't strike as, like, striking for me. No, yeah, definitely colors don't have to match. They just, you know, they, they could match. That's the easy way, but the more sort of advanced way to make you really seem like you know your stuff is if you can color code and match in that like colors that complement one another his shoes and his shirt may complement like they yeah they may complement but his shorts i don't know they're kind of like it's kind of whatever i mean props for looking comfortable like the man looks comfortable but does he look cool this is a cool function over style it's yeah. definitely a function over style. He's more of, I don't care how it looks as long as it's comfortable, I'll wear it. Two Badoofs uh, out of five. Yeah. Celine, on the other hand, I feel the theming of Sun and Moon's uh, Alola region with her. This is, like, of the of the two versions of both of them, I feel like she embodies the spirit of that game more than anything. Generally looks like she's having fun, looks pretty cool doing it, and, I mean... You could say something about the hat, but, like, it's a hat you'd see somebody in, like, a Hawaiian-type place wearing. I feel like Celine in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon really does have a little bit of drip. Uh, it's, like I said, example, her shoes and her shirt necessarily don't aren't the same color. They don't match, but they don't have to because they complement one another. It's, you know, green. You got green with sort of orange and red. Red and green kind of complement one another. Yeah. You know, I've I've definitely worn you know some red sh- uh, like either some red shoe and something green or definitely a green sh- like green shirt. Like yeah, definitely wore some green shoes and like a, a shirt that complements with it. Like so they don't have to match because sometimes matching makes you feel like like if you look at matching sometimes if they're too matching it's sort of like it, I don't know it's just it's kind of like if they match too much it's like if your mom dressed you it's kind of just like you got, you can uh-huh. just complement the colors. Yeah. Now is it my favorite? clothes and drip and design of a character not at all but i will say that celine from ultra sun and moon could get a four badoofs out of five from me yeah it, it works like i said it works it's it's everything nothing about it just like stands out it's kind of a, a basic you know like hot weather you know tropical clothing but it's yeah. not like the worst and as i said everything at least matching and stuff like that and she also looks stuff. comfortable these are some comfortable looking characters it's it's so difficult because I get my initial thoughts, but then going back on some of the older ones we've seen, I'm like, yeah, I think I would have gave that one a lower tier than I should have, and some of them like that one's definitely I should have been a higher tier. And so that's like the magic that. of Pokemon Drip. One day we might feel a certain way, the next day we might feel something completely different. It is. It's like some some of them I'm like, eh, I'm like it's not too bad, or eh, that's kind of like it could have been better. Hey, and hey, you know what else I have here? <laughs> I don't know. It's, you always have something, snacks or you know, news. I, I don't know, but oh, I, I could probably. Get oh, a guess. it's it's this. It, it, go ahead, take a guess. It's probably something about a, a certain uh, company's direct about you know things they're going to announce, and a game that might be potentially announced at said one of these companies' directs. Exactly. Uh, you know, giving a pretty good guess on you know what it could be. I'll come right and say it. It's a Nintendo Direct rumor, baby. It's always a Nintendo Direct rumor. When will I have a and, state of play rumor? <laughs> I know. Where is all the state of play rumors? 
so this Nintendo Direct rumor right here on the paper, it says, I can't believe you guys. And then it's got a bunch of circles over the last line on the page. And on the back, it says, I just can't believe you guys. And it's also rumored at, at the very bottom of the back. It says, it's rumored that there is going to be a game coming out for the Nintendo Switch starring Waluigi, who I don't think has ever had a starring role, but it's kind of similar to that old DS game drawn to life where you would draw you know, objects or characters, and they would, like, help you get through the game. Kind of like a Wario Master of Disguise, I guess, except in that mm -hmm. game you had to draw parts of Wario to transform him. So I think Drawn to Life has more, like, draw another thing to help you conquer an enemy or an obstacle. So I have to think, what would Waluigi draw? I mean, canon, Waluigi is the artsy of, 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 of the original, I guess, four-brother Mario type because you got... Mario Luigi, Luigi, but Waluigi's just, he has so much, like, talent. The he man has class. Yeah, he can dance. Good at tennis. Sing. Who's to say he can't draw? So, like, what I'm getting is, what if there was a mode where you could draw certain things that helped you with the game, but what if there was a pro artist mode where you draw really complicated things to help you with, like, I don't know, well, the well, same objectives? I mean, it's t it's about time Waluigi gets his own adventure, especially in a, an area where you can create your adventure. I think I'll, I, that's the type of game that should come back, especially with modern technology. Yes, that you can. I think a game like that would be perfect with the Switch. I think would would be would be good with that. Besides it being you know the Switch, obviously, is if artists who obviously draw and they have a drawing pad. If there was a game on Steam that allowed them to use a drawing pad to draw things in their universe of their game, and then obviously, you know, they can create it the way they want it to depict it. I do like that. It reminds Definitely me like of dreams this. in a way. Or what about except, a Labo except set? Except you're not crafting dreams with, what, like a Labo set that goes with this? Like the yeah, Labo art easel? And like the pen was like a pen, but it didn't have ink, so you wouldn't ruin your stuff. But it was like you drew on something and they had some of those reflective mirrors, like mimic that on the screen. Exactly. I'm assuming Kinda that's how like Labo that. works. Because, like, there is a thing with the, like, reflective tape in, like, the Labo robot set where you, like, you move something and the tape moves. So it causes the Joy-Con IR sensor to, like, move the robot's arm on the screen. I don't know. I haven't exactly. built my Labos yet, but that's kind of what I gather from it. <laughs> that's part, pretty much how I would see it. And definitely, it's, like I said, that could, it could put a role on, you know, build your own things and stuff like that. Yeah. Modern Draw your own world. I like a game. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is gonna be. I was gonna say the Switch is sort of a successor to the handheld, even though it's a yeah home console. It's a. It's still a hundred percent a successor to the. To but DS. I was gonna say I like those games where it's not you are designing the game. I like where you can design things inside of a game. That's exactly. how Drawn to Life works. I've never played it, but you know it's like you're in a game that is a functioning game, and you get to add some of your own personal flair to it. No, yeah, definitely not saying that you should draw obviously like everything in the background, but maybe certain yeah. any types of only in pro art and mode stuff like that. Exactly. Maybe you can unlock pro art mode if you beat the standard mode. Oh, new game plus, aka pro art mode. Draw the world in addition to mechanically drawing, you know, things to help you. I like this. You could call this game Waluigi World. Finally, gets his own world. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Well. How about we... Do you mind if I talk about Force Unleashed this week? Go for it. You can go for it. Okay. Full disclosure. Robert has beaten Guardians of the Galaxy. We may talk yeah. about that next week. No promises. But we are going to have a special at some point, And this has been announced before. And it will be coming 
probably before the 90th episode, but definitely before the 100th. Is that that's what I'll say? Stop announcing things, man. Because we announce <laughs> things and don't even go with it. We do eventually. It's just some some of these take a while. Some sometimes I have to replay a game like to refresh my memory. That's why back in the Ghost of Tsushima special, I was like, I don't remember what happened during <laughs> this part. Help me remember. <laughs> anyway, don't remember. So this is kind of tying it back into what I said at the top of the show, which is why I think this is probably the, the easiest thing to talk about. Um, at the end of this week's episode, Force Unleashed for the Switch released its uh, a port done by Aspire, who has done you know the old Mac ports of Star Wars game, as well as all of the Switch versions, like your Knights of the Old Republic, Jedi Academy, and all that stuff. Episode One Racer, all that stuff. Um, the interesting thing about this port of Force Unleashed is that it is a port of the Wii and PS2 version. Now, I remember when Force Unleashed was first announced. A long time ago, it's like YouTube was fairly new, so a lot of videos you'd watch on like GameSpot about like interviews for upcoming games or catch E3 on G4 or stuff like that. And I remember Force Unleashed for PS3 being demoed as like, we have new engines in this game that'll have like ragdoll physics that are really good, or if you use the Force on this wood, the wood will crack in very realistic ways. So I was really looking forward to that, and the fact that it was coming out on Wii was like, I had a Wii, that's what I had. I didn't have a PS3 or 360, so I was like really looking forward to that. The problem is, a lot of that stuff that was in the next-gen version was not in the PS2 and Wii version. So it does have a very old and maybe dated look to it, even back mm-hmm. when it originally released. And it, it was another thing where I was like very excited to have a lightsaber game for the Wii, but this was before Motion Plus. So I thought it was going to be like a one-to-one movement, like you move your hand to the right and the lightsaber will move to the right. But it was like, no, you waggle, basically to attack in in Wii Force Unleashed. So I was a little let down by the graphics because I was a kid. I wanted big graphics. I had Mm. small graphics in in Force Unleashed as well as, you know, the lightsaber not reacting to the way I moved my hand. Yeah, definitely. I feel like what's super funny when it came to the Wii motion controls that they kind of... That's why the Wii... Yeah, it's the best selling out of I think that original set or the or that wave of g- generation. Yeah. But definitely when they said, "Oh yeah, motion," but it would just be like shake your Wii controller back left to right exactly. just to do a motion. It's kind of like the driving like, was like eh. tilting instead of actual driving. But motion yeah. plus would come along to remedy this. But I don't think things like Force Unleashed could retroactively add the motion plus in. I don't mm-hmm. think you could plug a motion plus in and Force Unleashed would be changed because it was inherently based on the waggle. So exactly. We have the Switch port of the Wii version, which actually is the better playing game, believe it or not. It's also longer and has less, you know, things cut from it than the PS3 version. I've played the PS3 version. It's samey, but it it definitely is different from the Wii version. There's definitely a shorter game there. So, like, you can use the motion controls on the Switch version, but I haven't been because you can turn them off and... Mm -hmm. I so appreciate this game more, being able to play it as, like, and video game, licensed game that released in 2008 that that will never exist again, where you are literally just running around as an OP Sith apprentice fighting against waves and waves of enemies, having most of your powers unlocked from the start, and just generally no fluff. This game gets right into the action, the cutscenes are brief, and it's like... Here's a new planet. 
go fight some enemies. Mm-hmm. He's gonna play like it gets old, yes, but the magic of it when you are first starting out this game, especially with without having to like break your arm waving around the Joy Cons, you can use buttons instead, is very satisfying. This is a game that can't exist today because a double A licensed game just doesn't come out today. Yeah, it doesn't. Rare, rarely does it come out. I mean, we have the Battle for Bikini Bottom rehydrated, but that's a remaster like this is. Like, Force Unleashed for Switch is just that 2009, I believe, Force Unleashed game. Maybe it's 2008. Maybe 7. I'm not sure. But you're constantly getting new powers. You can use your Sith Lightning. Spam your um, attacks on, you know, bullet spongy enemies, or in this case, lightsaber spongy. Um, It's got a little bit of that old school jank to Mm -hmm. it but i think the choice to port over the wii and ps2 version as opposed to the next gen version was a better idea because i guess yeah you have your motion controls but there's also just more content here and it might not look as good but it certainly is very fun to play was super funny i always thought this and just just to uh, maybe some i always thought the force unleash guy was the same guy from infamous i thought it was kind of you like, thought oh, he was cole uh, from infamous they did I, come out I around thought, the same time i thought it was a crossover i was like oh it's a it's a crossover i guess right like it's one of those cool rare occasions where they yeah. cross over but no you thought he was cole mcgrath <laughs> not the case um but so like force unleashed for for the switch as the wii version pretty good and yeah, I could see the comparison you have with Cole because like he has lightning powers too. Exactly. That's where I was like, oh, it's the same kind of. Uh, that was one of those cool things where they kind of did a cool crossover, you know, letting them like, you know, how like Fortnite did with like Kratos, and, yeah, and well, with everything stuff like that. Yeah. Surprise! Nintendo like hasn't Sakura and Samus or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but it's like uh, Sucker Punch. Yeah, they went on to make ghost of tsushima and i would argue that a really good thing came out of force unleashed 2 and that is the voice actor sam witwer who would go on to voice darth maul in the clone wars and rebels as one of the greatest animated voice performances of all time so like good things do continue on from something that is like i thought infamous one was okay but look what happened infamous 2 second son ghost like things come out like things bloom I mean, we could talk about a lot of like things that were one thing had led to another. Where I, yeah. I'm telling you, no one remembers that Fantastic Four 2016 movie, but you know Michael B. Jordan played you know Human Torch. Yeah. Then then he played then he played Killmonger in, in Black Panther later on. And now you could say Michael B. Jordan is one of the most famous actors in the world. Probably he's been in it for a while, but he hasn't gone. He didn't get as popular until he started. He started in Creed and then like Killmonger. That's where kind of elevated his his star power well when you're in a marvel movie it definitely makes you a household name yeah and seriously like chris evans he played what example again human torch and then he went to go play captain america yeah now he's one of the three most popular actors in the marvel universe see here's the thing you could say that but no human torch led him to the role of scout pilgrim oh yeah he was he was uh what's his name lucas the second lucas i think it was lucas yeah i love that movie I was going to say they should make a game of that movie, but then I remembered they did. <laughs> there is. There is, but, you there know, maybe they should make another one. Game. Yeah. A 3D one. 3D beat-em-up. I imagine that. Scott Pilgrim 3D beat-em-up. It might Remember play a what? lot like Force Unleashed, except I'd imagine it would be harder, because Force Unleashed is, like, it's very easy. It's just, remember, like... 
Final Fight had a 3D beat 'em up for the PS2, which was the last one. It's like technically in the series. You know what? I never like, knew that. <laughs> um, it's not good. It's not good at oh, all. It's very. I, I much, don't doubt it. Did you know there's a 3D beat 'em up of Altered Beast or something for the PS2 there, that I don't think came out in America? This could was be a whole UK? 3D beat 'em up. <laughs> what about what's another 3D beat 'em that no one remembers? Peacekeepers. Well, Peacekeepers is a 2D beat 'em. Unless I'm missing oh, something. Was there a Peacekeeper no. 64 or something? I imagine there was a Peacekeeper's PS2 game. and it's at Imagine Cal if there's a brand it. new Peacekeeper's game in the works. I'm, I mean, Nintendo. 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 <laughs> I would, I'd rather... You know what's funny, too? Is that talking about that, it reminds me of the Spawn video game for the PS2 and GameCube and the Xbox. And it's just like, man, what, what, what I would say if I got another Spawn video game that actually was like decently good i mean like yeah that, you know the ps2 one was decently okay but one that's like actually this is a really fun game especially with such an iconic character like that i guess to sum it all up you could probably consider a game like forest unleashed as a 3d beat-em-up you're just using a lightsaber so it's like you have a bat from streets of rage or final fight yeah. the whole entire time beat-em-ups that's another thing we'll have an episode of in the future i mean beat-em-up <laughs> and hack and slashes are sort of the same thing Right? Oh yeah, for it's sure. Just, hack and slash it, is just—it's just, just a like hack and slash is usually yeah. more mechanical. But like that's what it's, I think a hack and slash is a fancier word for three D beat 'em up. Speaking of hack and slashes, have I ever told you about Devil May Cry? <laughs> that game that you've always said that you were going to talk about, and you have a very strong opinion on it. Not hey, strong man, opinion. Hey man, I'll talk about it at some point. <laughs> some point. <laughs> right it's going to be a running gag. It could be. The year, like, 3045, and we're both AIs, and we'll be like, hey, remember Devil May Cry? Remember Devil May Cry 29, the 29th installment of the Devil May Cry series? No. Those were the Talk days. Talk about it. Those were the days. <laughs> but for right now, Robert, would you say we've done an episode? Uh, that should wrap you up. That should wrap up mostly what we've done. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that... Uh, I'm, I'll say this, at least. We've... We've been playing more Alien Fire Team, so we'll probably oh. talk about that eventually. We'll yeah. play more of that. And uh, I still I need us to talk 2. about Wonderlands at some point. Evolution 2, I haven't started that, but that might happen. I can't one wait of these to hear days. your impressions on that one. I'll that, play Switch that, Sports by the time we record our next episode, too. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot of things we could go through, definitely. Yeah. And listeners, I still have a giant list of things I played during that six-week break we took that I haven't even touched on yet because the news has been wild lately. <laughs> but it's just there's not enough time, man, to to, yeah. to contain. We don't want a, episodes to be like five hours long each. That's a yeah. long time. We gotta give you guys a solid hour a week. So for right now, um, thank you so much for listening. As always, please follow our Twitter at Markers on the Map. And you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and our Podbean site. All those links are on our Twitter. So for this week, there's not much left to say except for something I feel like I say every week, but I can't remember if I do. And that is that the real alien Chaos 3D was the friends we made along the way. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Later. Meanwhile. Oh boy. Can't wait to go get back to No Man's Sky. Here it is. Okay, so he told me to push this button if I saw him and just run away. Here. <sighs> As a player of power. 
Rest should be fighting his own battles. Fine. I'll wait. We'll wait.